Hi, this is Ed Fitzpatrick. If you enjoy local politics as much as I do, be sure to join our friends at Rhode Island PBS for the show A Lively Experiment. Hosted by Jim Hummel, the weekly series features journalists, pundits, and politicians debating the stories and issues that matter most to us Rhode Islanders. Tune in to A Lively Experiment and be part of the conversation. Fridays at 7 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS and wherever you get your podcasts. From the Boston Globe, this is Rhode Island Report. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the podcast where we bring you big conversations from our very small state. For our last episode of the year, we're going to give you an opportunity to get to know us a little better. Recently, the Globe Rhode Island team got together for an event with Venture Cafe at CIC Providence. That's where our bureau is. The event was a chance to introduce ourselves, meet our readers, and talk about the work we do. Today, we bring you an edited version of that conversation after a quick break. When you want to go beyond the headlines, let me recommend Rhode Island PBS Weekly. Rhode Island PBS Weekly is an award-winning news magazine broadcast that gives you the full story, powered by investigative journalism and narrative storytelling. New episodes of Rhode Island PBS Weekly drop Sundays at 7.30 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS. Watch past episodes at ripbs.org weekly. That's ripbs.org weekly. Welcome back. What you're going to hear right now is an edited recording of the Inside Scoop with the Boston Globe Rhode Island, a live event we hosted with Venture Cafe. The first person you'll hear is my colleague Dan McGowan, who was our moderator. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Welcome. My name is Dan McGowan. I uh, was one of the first three reporters uh, in the Rhode Island Bureau, along with Amanda and Ed. You know, we want to just kind of introduce ourselves. We live here. We cover this place not from a Boston perspective. We have all deep uh, ties, except for our friend Carlos, who will tell us about his experience as a reporter. And that's the thing. We, we want to cover this place that we love, that we care about, that we want to hold our leaders accountable. Uh, we want to highlight the good stories um, and then cover the bad ones. Right, that's our job. The first person I want to introduce you to is our editor, Lila Alphonse, who actually is leading the ship here. Hi, everyone. My name is Lila Alphonse. I'm the editor of Globe Rhode Island. I'm really excited to be here today, but here in general. There's so much that makes Rhode Island a crazy, amazing news state. It's a place where people care about their news, are used to being informed, and want to know what's going on, which makes the work we do that much more relevant and that much more important. This is actually my second go-round at The Globe. I was there from 94 to 2010 in a variety of different positions, from living arts to national news to the Sunday magazine. And then I went to Yahoo News for a couple, three years. And then I went over to U.S. News and World Report, where I was their managing editor for news for six years before coming back up here. And it's just wonderful to take all of that stuff that I learned in and apply it to our digital first publication. The great thing about digital first is you're getting today's news right now instead of yesterday's news and tomorrow morning's paper. 
There's still a wonderful print edition, which gives tons and tons of great information. But the Rhode Island stuff you're getting immediately. We're hitting publish as as soon as we finish vetting it. And you're getting some really great stories. I'm going to pass it over to Amanda. But first, I want to say hello from Alexa Gagos, our colleague who's not here this week. She's covering business. She's covering arts. She's covering innovation. I think after you hear from all of us, you'll see all the other great stuff that we're, we're covering every day. Um, hi, my name is Amanda Melkovitz, and um, I'm one of the original reporters here at Globe, uh, Rhode Island. And uh, Ed Fitzpatrick and I started on the same day at the Providence Journal in uh, 2000. And then we started on the exact same day at the Boston Globe. I've been a reporter for a long time, well over 25 years. I actually came down from New Hampshire and visited a friend of mine who lived in Rhode Island in 1999. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I've never been here before. I'm from New Hampshire. If you know New Hampshire, it's beautiful, but nobody wants to say nothing. Everybody minds their business. Nobody minds their business in Rhode Island at all. Everybody minds your business. And that's why I love it here. I mean, as a reporter, there's just so much to dig into. And for a long time, I worked for the journal. And uh, I was primarily covering the Providence cops and then expanded to public safety in the state. And there's a plethora of news there. I'm still leaning towards that because that's been my baby for a long time, but I'm also really interested in quirky, weird stories. Um, last year, I, I spent a night at the conjuring house with my scaredy cat sister, and we are still getting emails from people who are like, Hey, there's something weird in my house. My dog's barking at the walls. Will you come check it out? And, you know, the reason I came to the globe is because the editor said, look, we just want you to chase interesting stories that people are going to talk about, stories that really matter to people. Okay, that's that's anything. But it means we're not tied to the day-to-day-to-day news that, you know, unfortunately, the journal and a lot of local media are tied to. I like being able to run in the other direction from the crowd and see what's going on over here. So that's what I'm really interested in doing. Hi, I'm Carlos. Um, I'm the digital and audience engagement editor here uh, at Global Rhode Island. Uh, I started in February. I actually came from Florida. Everybody always asks me, you know, why would I leave a place like Florida? You know, the great weather and everything, but I actually grew up in Wisconsin. So uh, being around winter and and just cold weather, you know, you kind of, you you get to miss like things like fall. So I'm excited to be here. Um, it's been like a couple of years since I've actually seen snow. So I came here because of the uh, the opportunity to to work with this team of just experienced journalists to kind of chip in where where I can help with the digital elements of the stories. I do a lot of the social media for Globe Rhode Island, our Globe Rhode Island Facebook page, Twitter. We have an Instagram actually at Rhode Island. <laughs> I, I work a lot with those elements and just trying to get the stories out digitally to people since we're a mostly digital production, but that's what I do here. My name is Ed Fitzpatrick. It's going to surprise you to hear when you hear my accent that I'm from Rhode Island. I was born at Lying In Hospital. I just ran by it the other day. I grew up in Greenville where we live with my grandmother. And every day I, she would read the evening bulletin and say, she would scream from another room like, you're not going to believe this. And she would read the headlines about Cianci or something. And uh, it, so at a young age, I, I realized that there was a rich vein of stories in Rhode Island, especially in politics. Lila often says when I, we call the teller what's, what story we're going to be filing, she's like, that's bonkers. <laughs> and I think that should be a hashtag, like, that's bonkers. And uh, so 
Yeah. So I was away for a long time working out of the papers, Hartford Current, before I came here. My first beat at the Providence Journal, I was there 16 years, uh, was in the Johnston Bureau covering the central landfill in Burrowville. And uh, the first day on the job, first week on the job, the, the, in one day, the uh, mayoral candidate, Louis Vinagro, the pig farmer, punched a DM official. And the same night, the mayor got caught smoking pot over at the landfill. He told everyone he went out there to get fresh, uh, some fresh air after a school committee meeting. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it's so good to be home. <laughs> so I just think it's great that the Globe such a good newspaper is adding to the coverage here in Rhode Island. I think it's good for my home state, and I'm very happy to be part of it. I'm uh, Brian Amaral. I was uh, started in February around when uh, Carlos did, and I also used to work for the Providence Journal. I'm from uh, Chelmsford, Massachusetts. So I grew up reading the Globe and uh, was away for a few years in upstate New York and New Jersey, but just always read the uh, the sports pages. Even when I was away, just kept up on the Red Sox and um, being back here in New England. It was really a dream of mine to work for the Globe, so I'm, I'm really happy to be here. And just like everyone else said, there's really some quirky little weird story here to talk about. I think the story that I'm probably most well-known for was that turkey in Johnston that uh, that was uh, going around. I never caught that thing. If anybody has any tips where I might be able to find it, that could get me my Pulitzer finally in, uh, in turkey coverage. I've been waiting for that. There's always great characters here. And I've lived a lot in a lot of places, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. It's the first place I felt like I, I kind of fit in. There's a vibe here for sure. Just like everyone else said, there's uh, there's real characters here, but there's also really serious and important stories uh, that we're trying to chase. And and to echo what Amanda said, want to make sure that we're doing the most interesting things and, and never feeling like, well, we got to do that story. We don't have to do anything. We could write about turkeys for for like three years in a row, which is basically what I did in Johnston and how I got this job. There's always that. And there's always also room for serious in-depth investigative reporting. So. I'll give the quick intro about me. So I write the Daily Roadmap newsletter. Um, we launched that about two and a half years ago now and uh, also have, have moved into column writing. Uh, and so I read a lot about sort of the current events of the day and sort of my take and my spin on, on what's going on. I uh, came over from Channel 12. I was there for six years and got to cover some really fun stories, got to cover the the race of Buddy Sancy trying to, you know, make his return to City Hall, um, got to cover a lot of bizarre scandals that Ed can talk a lot about too. Our team is extremely humble and I just want to help them a little bit. You have the best reporters in the state of Rhode Island on this team. We got really, really lucky. If you ever want to see someone who is an expert at their craft, go to the police station with Amanda. Very humbling. As a young reporter, uh, it was really hard to try to chase down a story in the Providence Police Department and watch Amanda break through doors and be able to do whatever she wanted and, and say, I'm with her. And she'd say, no, you're not. Um, you know, I mean, this is a great team. Ed Fitzpatrick was the columnist of the Providence Journal for years, right? Knows this place inside and out. You know, we have great leadership in Lila, which is just wonderful to have. I think a thing that we get asked a lot is where do you get your stories from? And the answer is everywhere. In fact, if anybody wants to leak us anything, we're we're in right now. But I mean, very quickly, tell us a little bit about that process. And Amanda, we can start with you. How does it happen? How's the magic work? <laughs> Okay, so it's not magic. It's actually 
what I loved about the movie Spotlight, I don't know if you saw it, if you haven't, you have to see it, was it showed the really normal, boring stuff, which is, oh, look at the files. I'm going to go through the files and go through the files. And I'm going to call these people. I'm going to knock on these doors and they're going to slam the doors in my face. That's really what happens. It's not glamorous at all. It just starts with an idea and it just starts with a question. Why is it this way? What happened here? What I found is you'd be amazed at how people will be glad to talk to you. As a police reporter, I did a lot of knocking on doors of people who've just been through something absolutely horrible. And the worst part is that moment just before you knock on the door and you're just like, okay, take a breath. Okay. You know, if they tell me to leave, I leave. It's fine. They're going through something. And I would say 95% of the time they open the door and they're waiting for you to walk through the door and tell their story because somebody's got to do it. Does that help? That's pretty good, actually. Yes. That's how you do the job. That's that's crazy. <laughs> Lila, I feel like the one thing I want to ask you as you as you think about what you, what you say is the great and refreshing thing about you is you come with a new perspective, right? You weren't entrenched in Rhode Island like many of us were. How much of that helps you come in with a fresh perspective? You get to see the world a little differently versus kind of catching up as you go. I think that as an editor who's deciding, well, do we need that story? Should we look at this other story? Coming into it with the fresh perspective is really helpful. The things that maybe everyone, all the other reporters at other outlets, the things that they think everyone already knows about are kind of new and interesting to me. When I was a very young editor, just starting out, someone told me everyone has a story and most of them are really happy to talk to you about it. But you have to ask, and you have to ask with um, the intent to listen. The other thing that I find challenging and rewarding about being down here is there are a lot of great outlets, and consumers here are really into their news. Rhode Island, luckily, is not a news desert the way some states are, but there are gaps, and those gaps are growing. And I see our job is at least a big part of it, is to fill it. But we've also got a team of people who are relentlessly curious. I mean, seriously, you guys do not stop. It's, it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, can you go to bed now? Go to sleep. We're constantly uncovering new stuff. And sometimes it's stuff that doesn't pan out. And there are other times where you pick one thing that's happened and it has an immediate impact in the community. And then there's another impact and another impact And the story keeps going. And our job is to keep following it, to keep getting to you the information that maybe you can't find anywhere else. To go to you, Carlos, one of the things I think is really cool about the work that you've done with us so far is, Lila used the term relentlessly kind of interested in things and and, and curious, relentlessly curious. Your job is actually to do that, right? You monitor social feeds and really pay close attention to what's going on. Talk a little bit about that, like your role in like trying to find things that are interesting, finding things that are not just news of the moment, but also kind of weird things that might click. Sure. Um, You know, I'm pretty new to Rhode Island, so everything that happens around here is interesting to me. I guess part of that is just learning about people, what interests them, what makes them tick, what kind of subjects that uh, we can cover that people are going to want to read about. So I, I join a lot of the Facebook groups or even like, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Nextdoor. I mean, all these have sources of community news. And I actually live in a pretty small town. I guess it's small Cumberland. <laughs> I guess it's like the eighth biggest city in the state. Um, but the uh, 
I guess to me, it's a little bit small, but, you know, just like trying to be part of the fabric of the community and uh, still find, uh, I guess, what we call trending stories and, and things that are in the news stream at that time. And I want you to focus on something Amanda said a little bit, if you can, and it's something I know it's near and dear to your heart, which is the public records. And when we focus on sort of how we're trying to find stories and coming up with things and just going through documents. Talk a little bit about, you know, sort of the public records process here, but more importantly, what, why it uh, is so important to have a, a wide level of kind of transparency in government, why it matters to us and why it matters to the folks that are listening and watching. Yeah, public records. Amanda and I are on the New England First Amendment Coalition board. And so we're, we're really focused on the uh, need and, and the, the state of the law here in Rhode Island when it comes to public records and open meetings. There's a lot of ways it could be better. And like having grown up in Rhode Island, there's no place where it's needed more. And to have those tools to shed light on what's going on with our government. This is something that's on our radar now is the state police and the attorney general's office is taking input because they're about to create rules about what happens when police are going to have body cameras on now. There's a big question about how long it takes to see those videos. And if it's delayed, what can happen is misinformation fills that void. It's, it's what people say happened. But, but the, the recordings show what happened for good or for bad. You know, it may show police misconduct. It may show appropriate conduct by the police. It can, but it's the truth. This is a chance with body cameras to add to the public trust. Very important. There's a saying I love about there's no data without a story to be told. And there should be no story without data to back it up. And I think it's really important. I think we try our best to do that work. Brian, you're kind of the last person on this. The thing I want you to bring us to is you're suddenly our resident beach access. I'm a beacher today for, uh, for that reason, <laughs> beach weather. This is the thing where you suddenly just got really interested in beach access and it's kind of taken off as like the best niche going. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, back in uh, 2019, I was working on a weekend at the Providence Journal and I got a phone call on the main line. Somebody said, I just got arrested collecting seaweed. And I said, I'm sorry, pardon me. Checked the number and I made sure this is not a prank call. And, and it turned out this guy, Scott Keeley, got arrested down in um, South Kingstown, went out there to make a point about beach access, got arrested, ends up suing over it. And that story was just like very well read and people were uh, really engaged in it. So I've, I've just written about it over the years. You know, we have 400 miles of shoreline in the state and uh, they're one of the best parts about this state. Some people say that it's too hard to get to them and uh, private property owners say, no, I'm paying taxes on that. I'm, you know, if you slip and fall and uh, hurt yourself, I'm going to, you're going to be suing me and sort of this uh, perennial battle. Plus I can uh, put on my expense report a trip to the beach and that's always uh, it's always very welcome to uh, to to get paid to drive down to Charlestown and sit on someone's deck and sit in the sun for a while. But you know, so yeah. I think we're about where we should wrap up to emphasize and bring it back, kind of full circle. We really are enjoying ourselves, as you can probably tell. Uh, we like this job, uh, love it. We 
really want to hear from people. We want to be even more kind of entrenched in this community. Um, our landing page, our homepage is not behind the paywall. You can peruse all the headlines. You can see what we're doing. It updates multiple times per day because these guys churn out amazing stuff. And the easiest way to get there is globe.com slash RI. RI news at globe.com will reach all of us at any time. And you can also sign up for email alerts. So we'll send you our newest stuff. There are a million ways to reach us. Please reach out. We're happy to hear from you. And we want to know what you want to hear. We don't get back to you in an hour. Your money back. <laughs> Ignore him. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you. If you want to get to know us and our coverage better, make sure you're subscribed to Roadmap, Dan McGowan's daily roundup of our reporting. And if you're looking for fun activities this weekend, read the 401, Lauren Daly's column on the coolest things to do in Rhode Island right now. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe to Rhode Island Report. It is the best way to make sure you get the podcast as soon as it's out. Find all of this and more at globe.com slash Rhode Island. That's globe.com slash Rhode Island. Rhode Island Report is a production of the Boston Globe. Today's episode was produced by Megan Hall, Carlos Munoz, and Scott Hellman. Audio mixing and mastering by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Our music is from APM. Got a tip? Have someone you think we should talk to? We'd love to hear your ideas. Send us an email at rinews at globe.com. And if you like the show, do us a favor. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. See you next week. Looking to binge watch all your favorite PBS shows? You need Rhode Island PBS Passport, Masterpiece, Antiques Roadshow, Rhode Island PBS Weekly, and many more. Watch them all, anytime, and from any streaming device. Learn more about this member benefit at ripbs.org passport. That's ripbs.org passport.